Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations, where we explore the truths and hope found in God's Word. Welcome to Hope-Filled Conversations. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Jody, And we are so glad you're joining us here for our second episode, talking about gratitude. The first one, it was such a good conversation. It was I a loved lot of fun. the stories we mm-hmm. talked about. So It was good stuff yeah. right there. If you haven't listened to that one, go back now and listen to that one first. So right. you can be following along with us because we're going to cover three more stories today. Right. So. And, and talking about stories and, yeah. and thinking about the month of November here yeah. in the United States, we're... Uh, naturally thinking about gratitude and being thankful Um, and you know there's a few things that I'm very thankful for I'm very thankful that I have the freedom to travel and visit my grandchildren Mm. several times a year yes that I have that ability I'm I'm mindful that that's not the case for some Mm. that uh, the miles are just so far that yeah. it's maybe once a year. So I'm just grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful to be a part of a leadership pipeline that our church has Yay. recently, matter of fact, your husband yes, yes. has re- recently launched. Yeah. And it's really about uh, getting to invest in other spiritual growth. And yeah. that's really my heart, that yeah. mentor, mentor heart. And I'm so grateful. This is um, probably most thing that i'm grateful for carolyn uh-huh. are cozy socks yes <laughs> soft, soft blankets yes. hot tea and my fireplace is the weather yes. turns cold <laughs> okay i'm gonna start with that then because that was my that was my third one too i i love the weather i mean it is just so rejuvenating to my spirit i mean it just feels so good but it's those simple everyday reminders of that God sees us and he knows us and he cares about us. Just those little things. You know, sometimes it can be like warm, fuzzy socks and cool (laughs) weather that I just love. But sometimes it's more serious and they're just sweet reminders of God's care for us. And Mm -hmm. how amazing it is that the creator of the universe knows what we, what we enjoy, what, what ministers to our heart and soul. And he, and he does that for us. That's like, he thought of cozy socks back before Tom. (laughs) And the the beauty, like the leaves changing. I I I just just love that so much. Yeah, yeah. It's I, just I was not long ago uh, in the mountains, mountains, oh. and the leaves weren't changing just yet. But there was yes. like this, this kiss of color yes. on uh, some of the the, uh. the trees, and it was just so breathtaking. Oh. And I was just I like, know. yeah. I always tell my husband that the mountains, like, just I don't know, they call it, you. It do so, they call it does you? something yeah. in my soul. Yeah. It's just yeah. so refreshing. But yes, I know. Yeah. And here, and, and here we live in Rocky Mount. A lot of people think, oh, you you must have beautiful mountains. mountains. I'm like, mm. No, <laughs> I, wish, I wish we did, but we don't. I wish, I wish it's just in the name. Uh, it's just in the name. Okay, another okay. thing on the uh, list. Yeah. God's word, his mm-hmm. faithfulness to speak through us or to us through his word. Um, and just how when I open his word, I feel like it's so applicable to my situation. And I, I don't oh. know how he does it, know, <laughs> but right? he, do, he always yeah. does. When I open his word. <laughs> There is something it's there like, for me. It's like he knows the details of your <laughs> yeah, life. I don't, yeah. you know, it's crazy. It's just so, it's crazy. Even if you're following a plan each day, it's uh-huh. like, oh, I needed that today. Right. So, yes, yep. Those are that's my list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And our list can go on and on. But yep. you know, I shared a quote in our first episode from uh, Nancy DeMoss, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was so good. I wanted to start our discussion off with uh, sharing that with you again. She writes, "True gratitude is not an incidental ingredient in a woman's life. It's a crucial one. It's a grace-infused commitment we choose minute by minute throughout our hectic day. And as we do, we journey closer to the heart of God." Mm-hmm. And again, Karen. And I really are hoping and praying that these two episodes would 
do that very thing as we discover six extraordinary uh, biblical stories about gratitude. And the first uh, episode, we covered God's will and overcoming odds with praise and choosing the giver over the gift from a heart of gratitude. And in today's episode, we're going to cover the last three, the fourth one being remembering the giver, the fifth being gratitude shown through humble acts of service and then the sixth one giving thanks um, Mm -hmm. despite the risk yeah yeah I'm excited about these stories I feel like sometimes especially as we enter the holiday season that we get so wrapped up in activities and excitement and that's all wonderful but if we could take just a minute and pause Mm -hmm. and really focus on the Lord and what he wants to do through in us and through us during this season, the special time, mm-hmm. um, I think it's really beneficial for us. So I hope that you'll use this as kind of a jumping off point where right. we talk about this. Maybe you go dive deeper into the scriptures we mentioned and do a, do a little personal study yourself as you focus your heart and your mind on the Lord. Yeah, so. then that's good. Yeah. And and you just reminded me to remind them yeah. that the scripture references yes. will be in the show notes so you can you can yeah. look at that. Yeah. Uh, but our our fourth story is remembering the giver and it really launches yes. from the 10 lepers. Yeah, yeah. So that story is found in Luke 17, 11 through 19. It's a very short story. You can read it eight verses, it's not long, but um, there were 10 lepers. The Lord healed all of them and he went, he told them to go show themselves in the temple and they all went and only one leper came back to praise the Lord. And so, um, you know, that story for me personally, I just think sometimes I'm so focused on receiving that thing or that outcome in their case, that healing, right? That we neglect all the joy and transformation that can come when we seek after the Lord and not just after the stuff that we hope he blesses us with. And I think that's so important for us that, you know, not to get caught up in the results that we want, but to seek after the Lord right. and his heart and what he wants to do in our lives through whatever situation we're, we're in right now. Um, we're going to miss out on that blessing if we neglect that, if we're only focused on the outcome, just like a lot of the lepers were. They just they left right. and they were healed and they were happy and they were on their way, but only one came back. Right. Will and, you be that one? Yeah, yes. I want to be yeah. that one. So often, I mean, it's it's really easy that in our need, we go to the Lord and we just, we pray <laughs> and we ask mm-hmm. and sometimes beg. And then when that's answered, we're rejoicing in the answer. Yeah. And then we do forget, we, we can have a tendency to not turn around yeah. and say thank you until days later or whatever. <laughs> and, it, and it would be a great thing if we disciplined ourselves to mm. immediately turn and thank the Lord. Yeah. You yeah. know, the story is not simply a testimony of the ability of Jesus to cure yeah. lepers at all. It's it's really about um, the concern of the attitude of the person being cured. Yeah. And yeah. it's crucial to always remember from whom your blessing comes from. And without him, there's no blessing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that for a second, without him, there is no blessing. That's right. That's right. I'm just reminded that Jesus notices and receives our thanksgiving. And I think sometimes I act like, or I live like, even though I don't believe this, that God is, you know, busy and I can praise him, but he's just kind of like, oh, it's okay, you know, move on. Mm -hmm. But he really wants us. He receives that thanksgiving and that praise. So, um, you know, that's not true. God's omnipotent and omniscient. So I have his full attention and God 
wants me to come back and thank him for these blessings. It pleases him. It brings him honor and glory. And so I don't want to live like, oh, he's too busy. You know, even if I said thank you, he wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't matter much to him. But it does. He cherishes that Thanksgiving. He receives that Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It means a lot to him. We see that in in the leper coming back to him and, you know, being pleased with him. It does. It's it's like when you do something nice for someone, you you don't do it to be, you know, thanked. (laughs) But, man, it makes you feel like it's a reward back, a blessing back. Um, When I was preparing for this, Carolyn, there was a phrase that came to my mind and I actually uh, Googled it to see Uh what uh, what it meant uh, specifically instead of using my own words. Uh But it's don't bite the hand that feeds you. Have you ever heard that? (laughs) When it says... uh, it reads this phrase means that you act badly toward the person who is helping or has helped you. So when you when you bite the hand that feeds you, you're being unthankful, ungrateful, and unappreciative. Mm-hmm. And and that's a phrase that um, I think a lot of people, but maybe not all people, have heard before. But if, mm-hmm. if you can imagine, yeah, yeah, it's well, about I mean, being grateful. Yeah, and going back, and he's worthy of our praise, mm-hmm. and so we we need to give it to him. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that's that's. Our, um, it should be our heart attitude in every situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So our fifth story is about gratitude shown through humble acts of service. Mm, yeah. uh, just kind of titled Jesus and the Simple Woman. Yeah. So we'll remember in Luke 7, um, verses 44 through 50, that Jesus was at a kind of a dinner party mm-hmm. um, with some, I think it was Pharisees, wasn't it? Um, some religious leaders, and a sinful woman came in, a woman with a bad reputation, and everybody knew her, and they were kind of appalled that she was there, and she started washing Jesus' feet with her tears. She's crying, wiping it with her hair, anointing his feet with oil, and these people were appalled. These men were just I can hear them going, you know. Well, grumbling and the whispering. (laughs) You can just tell, yeah. Right. Um, And so, yeah, that happened, and they were just appalled and Jesus received that as a you know as as it was it what it was it, it was her honoring him and glorifying him mm. um because of the forgiveness that she had received through him and you know in the story Jesus said you know she had been forgiven much so she right. had a lot to be grateful for right. a lot to thank him and praise him for and and for me I just need to remember um you know, what I have been forgiven and what I'm still being forgiven mm-hmm. for. Sometimes it's so easy to look down at people that are struggling with sin and say, oh, man, you know, they're just really struggling. But that was me. I mean, that was right. me <laughs> before right. the Lord. And, I, you know, we still struggled. It sin's a daily struggle. And so, um, you know, just remembering and keeping that focus of remembering where I came from and what I'm still being forgiven of helps me develop a deeper gratefulness for all that the Lord's done for me and then just better compassion for those that are struggling in sin because we were once once there struggling in darkness and lost until the Lord saved us. So, yeah. Right. No, I, that's good. I love uh, what I found in, uh, I Googled again. Googling. Uh, good old Google. <laughs> I know, right? I landed back on Bible.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, this, uh, this story is actually titled there, Wordless Worship. Hmm. of an unnamed woman and i just love the picture of yeah. the the wordless worship um but there's two thoughts here i wanted to share one's out of john uh 13 14 and 15 uh if i then your lord the teacher have washed your feet you too ought to wash one another's feet for i have given you an example you should do as i have done to you um and, and that just kind of put it back in 
perspective too about um, washing one another's feet. It's a ministry of forgiveness and cleansing and refreshment and humble service. And when I was on Bible.org, there was this, um, what did we call it a second ago? Like a fictional narrative. A fictional yeah. narrative. Yeah. And I just thought, man, it really, it, it puts you a little bit in the mind of this woman, if you yeah. will, as she's watching them take this, this to take place. And mm-hmm. so if you'll just bear with me, I want to yeah. read it um, for us. As the Lord entered the house of Simon, custom and normal hospitality would have it that Jesus would have been greeted with a kiss His feet would have been washed and his head anointed with oil. So those three things there. So the woman, no doubt, waited near the door for Jesus to arrive. She probably expected that Jesus's feet would have been washed by one of Simon's servants. After his feet were washed, the woman would then likely have planned to anoint his feet with the perfume she had brought. Imagine the look on her face when she realized that Jesus's feet were not going to be washed. She did not let the dirty feet of our Lord keep her from what she had intended to do. She dared not kiss Jesus on the face as Simon should have done, but she could kiss his feet, his dirty feet. She had come with no basin, no water, and no towel. Nevertheless, as she began to kiss his feet, the tears began to flow, something most unusual for a woman of her profession. As the tears began to flow, the woman must have noted that the little streams of tears carried the dirt of the road at, of the road as well. That's a beautiful picture there. Mm-hmm. She used the water of her tears to wash his feet, something she could hardly have planned in advance. Since there was no towel available to her, she used her hair to dry Jesus' feet. Imagine this. The woman used her hair, the most glorious part of her body, to dry the feet of Jesus. I mean, what a beautiful picture of gratitude shown through humble acts of service like that. Yeah, yeah. You could tell that it was an overflow of her heart, really. Mm -hmm. And we see that in Scripture, too. Um, Yeah, how she was driven to tears and how... Um, despite the grumbling and I mean, can you imagine all the whispering and, you know, she knew that they were whispering about her, but she was going to worship the Lord anyway. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful story. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So I, I love that perspective of oh. just kind of coming where she might have looked. And the, and the tears carrying the road from his feet. In other words, oh. her tears picking up the, the dust from his feet and, and shedding them off his feet. And it was oh. just a beautiful story. So, yeah. So our last one, yeah. our sixth and last story, giving thanks despite the risk. And we go into Daniel primarily out of chapter six. Here. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give a little background about where Dan- we find Daniel. Y'all probably know the stories of Daniel a little bit, but um, in Daniel 6, Daniel had gained favor with King Darius and was placed in a high place of leadership in the government. And other officials in the government were jealous of his success. They did not like him rising up in the ranks, so to speak. So they wanted to come up with a plan to try to dig something up on Daniel because Daniel walked faithfully with the Lord. Um, and so they couldn't find any complaint against him when they were just trying to dig up something to get him kicked out of, of his high ranking um, position. And so they knew if they were going to catch Daniel doing anything, they would have to make obedience to God's law illegal. That's how they would trap him. 
So that in itself is really cool, but that yeah. speaks for the character of Daniel. They knew right. they weren't going to find gonna anything. Be, right. It was going to be about the business <laughs> yeah. of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So um, they got the king to sign a document saying that anyone may, who made a petition to any god or man other than the king for the next 30 days would be thrown into the lion's den. And we read in Daniel 6.10, it says, When Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house, the windows in its upstairs opened towards Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed and gave thanks to his God just as he had done before. So Daniel knew the consequences of him praying to the Lord, but it didn't stop him from praising mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and we know throughout that story that Daniel was caught, quote unquote, caught <laughs> praying to the Lord, and he was caught in this act, and Daniel trusted God. Um, you know, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den as his punishment, but God miraculously saved Daniel and protected him from the lions. And so that's a really big story. But just saying that, you know, God did not allow or God, Daniel didn't allow consequences, these um, even being thrown in the lion's den, which sounds like a very mm-hmm. huge consequence. It did not stop him from praising the Lord for continuing a practice that was already part of his life. I think that right. is really stands out in Daniel 6, that this was not a new thing. This He wasn't like, oh, they've signed this in the law, so I'm going to go do this now. Mm-hmm. This was his normal routine to praise the Lord in his house three times a day. That was normal. And he was going to continue that no matter the consequences. And so, um, yeah, this whole story is just a really good encouragement that, you know, we should never compromise or um, downgrade our obedience to the Lord, no matter if people say it's crazy or it goes against what society thinks we should do or what we should accept. We have to follow after the Lord and be obedient to him, um, even giving thanks publicly like Daniel did. Yeah, you well, when you were um, talking about all that, I was thinking about um, teachers at the school. I was thinking about uh, other workplaces where uh, th- things like that are prohibited. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking of the one area that if perhaps you already practice in your home that you give grace, gratitude mm-hmm. toward the Lord before a meal, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you still doing that when you're in public yeah. in these places that are, you know, they... They don't. They don't want you to talk about the Lord and what have you. You know, no, nobody can prevent you from you know giving thanks yeah. over over your meal. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple act of being sure that you stay steadfast and consistent on what you do in private uh, before the Lord that you do in public. Yeah, yeah. and and there's uh, no shame in that. And and. Um, God was with Daniel in this risk mm-hmm. that he was taking right. because uh, it was it was his life. But he knew that he uh, would rather please God than please man. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, everybody's I mean, in a different situation where that comes from. Yeah. But just taking it from that perspective and even sharing, I think, um, you know, how the Lord's working in your life. Do you share that just at church or do you share that with your friends that might not know the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like if you have uh, a really big answer to prayer that people see. Are you giving the Lord the credit Mm -hmm. still? Or are you saying, oh, yeah, that's great. You know, like just using those little opportunities, like you said, prayer before Mm -hmm. your meal. Those little things can really point others to the Lord and where our hope lies and where Mm -hmm. our trust is. Um, But this story in Daniel reminds me of another story in Daniel, chapter 3. You'll remember when the king, Nebuchadnezzar, built a big idol for everybody to bow down to. And three men decided that they would follow the Lord, even if it cost them being thrown into the fiery furnace. 
And in Daniel 3, um, 17 through 18, it says, If this be so, our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And so that's just going back to we have to make that decision in our mind that we're going to follow the Lord no matter the circumstances. We're going to give thanks to the Lord. We're going to trust him that he's good. He's always good. And what he has for us is good. Um, and not letting our circumstances or our situations determine how we praise. And we talked about this. I think it was in the first episode. That can be easier said than done. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, yes. it's it's easy to praise the Lord when everything's going really well and it's working out. But no matter our circumstances, he is always deserving of praise. He is still good, no matter how our, our situations turn out, no matter if it's the way we planned. Mm-hmm. He's still good, and he's still worthy of that praise. Um, I, I think of First Chronicles sixteen thirty four. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. That's why we give thanks to the Lord, not because of something we've received, some blessing right. we've received. We give thanks to the Lord because he's good. Right. And that's that's where I need to base my my gratefulness and my thankfulness. Um just because he's good. I want to right. praise him. Right. And, and while you're sharing that, I'm thinking about there's some that are overseas perhaps or mm-hmm. even some locally that um they're taking a great risk uh, by sharing the gospel or praying mm-hmm. in public to yeah. to God. And God, uh, you know, he he removed uh Daniel out of the lion's den. Um, and sometimes he might not remove us from uh, the 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 harsh circumstances. But this is what I do know that's true about God in those circumstances is that he's the sustainer. Yeah. He sustains us in the middle of that because he will never leave you or forsake you. And he will give you the strength and he will give you the guidance. He'll give you the hope and he'll, he will be what you need him to be in that moment in those situations. So praising him as Daniel did with high risk um, it was worth it because uh, he knew his God well. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's when we don't know our God well that I think we might be tempted to really um, steer away and fall under pressure Yeah, uh, from others. Yeah. And not, just keeping that focus on the Lord who we praise, mm-hmm. not in our what's going on right now or the results of stuff happening around us. That's, right. that's where we base mm-hmm. our praise. He's good. Good stuff. So just to recap, we uh, we talked about remembering the giver, uh, gratitude shown through humble acts of service, and giving thanks despite the risk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to encourage you in whatever extraordinary circumstances you might find yourself in to always remember to have an attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And when we strive to focus with this kind of attitude, we will um, grow closer to God's heart while we're on this journey. Yeah, he is good and he is worthy to receive Thanksgiving this time of year when we're thinking about <laughs> gratitude, Thanksgiving, but all year round, he is worthy of all honor, glory, and praise because of who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Carolyn, you want to close this out? I will, I will. Thank you so much, Lord, for who you are. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that you are good and that your plans for us are good. And I pray um, for each of our listeners um, in whatever circumstances they're in, you see them and you know and you care. I pray that they'll um, feel your loving kindness today and that um, 
as they read these stories and reflect on how you've worked in these people's lives throughout Scripture, um, that they'll start to remember the ways you've worked in their lives personally, and that that um, gratitude will just begin to overflow, not determined by circumstances, but because of who you are, that that gratitude because of who you are. Um, thank you, Lord, that we can trust you and that you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hope-Filled Conversations. If today's episode was helpful to you, we hope you will subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to contact Jody or Carolyn, email them at hfc at eaglewoodbaptist.com. 